In our gospel today, we see Jesus confronting this dynamic that he sees occurring at the party that he's attending. The guests are jockeying for position. They want to be in the best place. It's a pretty simple idea, isn't it? We can all easily fall into it. If I just get myself in the right position, the right people, then I too will be esteemed. I too shall be most impressive. So we, we do this at times. It's a pretty sh shallow way to live, but it's a thing that we can easily fall into. Striving to fulfill this inner whim or desire, we can easily fall into this self-seeking where our whole lives become consumed with looking to fill ourselves with the completion of some desire that we have. We all have desires, and to seek to fulfill them isn't a bad thing necessarily. However, when we are untethered from any guidance other than our own whims, we can fall into patterns of chasing after self-satisfaction that doesn't lead anywhere except our own disappointment. A good measure of a healthy society, or of an individual, I would say, is what do they do with their free time? You might ask the question first, do we have any free time? You might say, well, if I had some, Father, I would, I would like that, but I don't have any. Well, I have some now and then, so I will tell you about it. Maybe you can learn something. I don't know. So when we have free time, it's something that we sometimes treasure. For many people in the world, uh, there's different ways in which cultures sort of look at how they use free time, if you want to call it that. In the, Christ in the Christian tradition, we might call it leisure or leisure, however you want to say. It might be helpful to qualify what do we mean by leisure. I think today when we hear that word, it seems to suggest sort of a laziness or a boredom even, or, you know, I've got nothing better to do, so I do this. Um, leisure maybe doesn't have the right connotation for us, but in the Christian tradition, it, it sort of means Sabbath, right? So a time of rest, restoring, renewal, that's kind of the idea in the Christian tradition. There's a little self-examination we might do, right? We might ask ourselves, what, are our, what do we see in our own patterns of leisure? When we go on vacation, or we take time away, whether it's hours or days or weeks, do we come back refreshed? Are we restored when we come back from our time of leisure? Are we re-energized? Are we ready to get back at it? Do we feel, instead, a feeling of heaviness or being tired? I need a vacation. Just got back from one, but I need a vacation. We feel bloated, maybe, or overstimulated. Have we ever binged on anything? Maybe this will help us. Um, you know, Netflix, television shows, maybe food or drink, surfing the web, playing games. All these things can be things where we try to fill ourselves. The feeling while we're doing it is, this activity is fun. I like it. It's really great. It's really interesting. But as it progresses, the feeling is, oh no, it's almost time for the thing to be done. And I am not happy yet. I need to keep doing this. So we prolong it, right? We keep at it for as long as we can. And then the moment of sadness comes where we have to stop and go back to normal life, back out of distraction. And in that moment, there's a sadness. There's a great letdown, right? This thing promised so much, but it didn't deliver. It didn't give me what I was really looking for. And so normally we prolong those things as long as we can, even though we, we know that in the end it's going to be something that doesn't satisfy us afterwards. 
Now, as Americans, we're pretty good at this, right? We, we, we have this down to a science. We are very expert at this sort of behavior, I think. Or maybe it's just my generation, I don't know. For many of us, this is how we live, right? We live for the times when we get to do what we want to do. Ah, yes, free time. I love free time. Where we get to pursue and consume and follow on our own pursuits, our own desires. And when these times come, we really live it up, right? We give it the whole nine yards. We go out to the max. But it always leads us to that same place. When it's over, we go back home feeling worn down and sad. The only thing that keeps us having any hope is, I get to do it as soon as possible. I'll try to find another time when I can leisure myself, right? It's a far cry from the Christian idea of what leisure is supposed to be, which says that when we have time for leisure, we should come away being restored, renewed, filled with life. In its best form, leisure even helps us or prepares us to enter back into work or our responsibilities in a better way. Our obligations uh, come to us easier after a time of leisure. It informs us and helps us to look at them in a different way. change direction a little bit here. Worship of God is an activity that typically, historically has been done during times of leisure, times of free time, right? Where we get to choose. When we start to see worship of God as taking away from my fun time, it's a clear sign that we no, no longer see it as, as leisure. It's not something we maybe would choose. It has become an obligation and that won't keep us worshiping for very long, right? It's not something that's going to keep us coming back. If we see it as work, ah, oh, I've got to go to Mass. Ah, oh, terrible. You know, if that's, if that's the inner feeling, then it's like, well, we probably don't have quite the right idea about it. It feels like work. And so when we have the choice of doing what we want, we won't choose to worship, right? That's not going to be high on the list if it feels like another thing to do. It's as simple as that. I think... This is maybe one of the reasons, maybe one of the big reasons, why people today no longer come to church as much as maybe they did historically. There's lots of other reasons we could point to. You might get the idea of this if I use an image. So when I say, let's go for an Italian meal, what comes to your mind? For some of you, you might think of Olive Garden, a nice American restaurant. We go. We get our menu, we order, we eat, and we leave. Nice. It's a fine experience, nothing special though. But what if we went to Tuscany? We sat at a small, nice outdoor table overlooking a beautiful landscape. Maybe the mountains, maybe the ocean, whatever you prefer. The waiter comes and sets a few appetizers before us. We eat them slowly, just a little taste. Not a big, huge plateful. We drink some wine. We have some good conversation. Then he brings the, you know, the cheese, and then there's the pasta, and then there's the meat, whatever that is, saltine boca or whatever you want. And throughout the whole process, there's just a sense of like we're just here. We're not trying to do anything in particular. Um, we finish with some tiramisu or creme brulee and. A little bit of limoncello, liqueur. Mmm, tasty. Getting hungry yet? <laughs> this is 
over the course of a whole evening, not just an hour, not just 45 minutes, we're not pushed out of our table by the waiter. Can't you see the line? All these people want to eat. What are you, what are you waiting for? We're there. We're just present. We're talking. We're enjoying the time together. And then we walk home slowly, letting the food digest, overlooking the now sunset. That might be a better picture of what we're meant to experience when we have a time of leisure, that is a time of just peacefulness, rest, restoration. It's a beautiful experience, one that we reflect on. We're not checking our phones to see what the latest text is. We're not worried about what time it is. The whole purpose is just to enjoy that experience of being with friends or loved ones while enjoying a great meal. It's a wonderful experience. But there's no one, there's no other uh, way of thinking about this. We're not overdoing it, right? We're not binging. We aren't going to leave with a feeling of regret when it's over. Leisure should help us to feel that we are now restored and, and ready to get back. It's not so much what we do, but how we do it. It's not so much satisfying every whim as it is rather being attuned to the experience which develops in front of us. It's not so much doing something extraordinary as it is doing something which enriches our lives and helps us to be present to the reality in front of us. Now to draw out the image, the almost fast food experience of American dining is the experience we have of going to church as an obligation, right? That's often what the experience is. I gotta get in there, gotta eat, gotta leave. The, the fine dining, the Italian hill country experience of worship is leisure, right? That's when we come, uh, maybe this only happens when you go to Mass somewhere else or on vacation or something where you're just relaxed. But think of that experience. That's what we're meant to experience here at the Mass, but also in times of leisure in our life. This transformation is something we have to ask for, we have to seek. It's something we have to get a taste for before we're really even going to know what it is. If you've never been to Tuscany, never had that experience, you're not going to know what it is that you're missing. You're just going to say, I'm happy with my Olive Garden 45-minute meal experience. Okay, well, you don't know what you're missing. I think, in part, this is what Jesus is getting at in the Gospel. Stop just looking to consume and fill our human natural desires, which are there, and start looking to connect with what God wants to give us, what He wants to serve us. In order for that to happen, we need to let go of our own agenda. We need to be open to what God wants to put in front of us, to see it. We have to move beyond the natural and seek the supernatural. And we can't make that happen. We can only receive it. So may God help us receive.